Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today as we dig into our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and how we should live and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload that we choose and govern our lives? Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us. So we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hey, Jeff. Joe. Hey. It's me. Surprise. Jeff Bogue. <laughs> Joe Caruso here. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. Pretty good. Excellent. I am uh, waking up, to be honest. I had, I don't think I have migraines, but if I've ever had one that was close to a migraine, it was today. Today. And I went and took a nap and it's gone. Which... You know, Joe, that's uh, fascinating because I also woke up. I've had like a, I haven't had a migraine, but it's been like that all day headache thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like on my sixth Tylenol. Oh, fine. So my head feels better, but my kidneys are shutting down. <laughs> Why are we laughing at that? No. That was terrible. <laughs> Joe, I shared I'm my sorry, pain. Fred. <laughs> Yeah, I actually had a block to work on some stuff this afternoon, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go try to cut this thing, and it, it worked. Well, so that's good. I'm glad, because go you, you were grumpy this morning, boy. I was very grumpy. Grumpy. <laughs> All right. Well, um, here's today's question, Jeff. Um, I've been talking with some people, actually, about this particular issue and realized it was kind of common, and here, here it is. How do you navigate when to have a difficult conversation? Mm. How do I know that I need to have it? So these folks are kind of coming to us and saying, like, I feel like I might need to say something difficult to a friend or a family member. I may need to step into a situation. But do I? How do I do that? When do I do that? That's kind of uh, where this is at. So, Jeff, how do we navigate when to have that difficult conversation? Uh, I think that's a good question, and it's a... It is a common one. I, I would say a couple of things just to kind of get the ball rolling. One is uh, I would have a difficult conversation when you're having it in your own mind. Hmm. So when you find yourself thinking about the situation all the time or talking to your spouse or friend or whoever uh, about that situation all the time, uh, when it's on your mind, when you're mowing the grass or working out and that's the conversation that you're having again and again when you've been rehearsing it like what I would say is or someone needs to tell them that um, in in there becomes like uh, the point so if you're a Christ follower probably that is the Holy Spirit uh, putting that on your mind or on your heart and uh, it's bothering you enough that you can't let it go. Sure, I think that's a big one. I I, I think tied to that, um, kind of that's kind of answer number one. Answer number one B is when you're talking about it with other people. You know, like I, I ran into a situation recently um, where uh, it's kind of a long story, but the, a group of people came to me and were were asking me questions about another individual and. They had been having meetings about this individual and conversations about this individual and and strategizing about this individual. By the way, this was not in the church. This was in a, a, another thing that I'm involved with. And and um, uh, I finally said to these folks, I'm like, has anybody talked to the individual? <laughs> and they were like, no. And I said, well, 
why don't why don't we talk to them <laughs> and, <laughs> and see when they're like, well, you do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. So, and not not everybody that was involved was a believer. It was you know a thing out in the community. But I'm like, I'm like, oh, give me his number. So I called the guy, you know, I'm like, it's time to have the conversation. We're talking about him. He's become a, a an agenda item wow. in a meeting. And I like, nobody has interacted with him. So I think kind of like, like that number one umbrella is that can be in your mind. That can be with your spouse. Uh, you might be talking about one of your kids that way, you sure. know, like, and or in a in a community setting like I'm talking about now, but um, that's when you know it's crossed the line. It's time for you to do something about it. I think the other big thing is you know that you have to have the difficult conversation. That not not that a difficult conversation has to happen, but it's your kind of responsibility mm. when nobody else will tell the person the truth. Sure. And so the uh, you see them being destructive in their life. You see them uh, harming themselves and other people. And everybody else just starts to disappear. Uh, everybody else starts to avoid them. It's kind of the, the dirty little secret that nobody mentions. And But all these relationships are becoming distant. I think it's in there like you look and say, well, God has positioned me that I'm willing motivated that doesn't mean that you really want to do it but you feel like you have to do it and you're willing to do what's right and you go have to have that conversation and and I I can tell you personally like I I have been in that position a lot in mm. my life I, in fact I said to Heidi one time I'm like why where in the world did I become the guy that has to say the stuff out loud <laughs> you know and why do I have to carry that burden in my life and Heidi was actually very encouraging. She's like, honey, you just love people enough to do it. Mm. And, and I think there's times we see see somebody and we know full well that this is destructive and we have to love them enough to do it. So I think those things, when you're already having the conversation, when you know that nobody else is stepping up to have the conversation, those would be, and there's, I'm sure there's more that we sure. could think of, but those would be two that jump to the front of my mind. So how do we... Um how do we know when to have it? I mean, do we, you know, show up at their house at 3 a.m. and bang on their window? Do we, you know, call them out in the middle of a public uh, party or, a, a you know, a meeting? Like, I'm giving no. bad examples. because <laughs> yeah, we know. don't do those two things. <laughs> um, so when do we do that? Yeah. So it, it depends on the situation and it depends on the urgency of the situation, in my opinion. Um, so I think there's some things that you see and their trends in somebody's life. I know that I do this a lot in parenting. Uh, I see a trend in one of the kids' lives. It's not an emergency. It's not a nine-one-one kind of a thing. But it, it is certainly like they're they're going a direction or they're making a pattern of decisions that I don't think is wise. And if that were to play out over five years, that could be really really destructive. So I need to talk with them. And what I will do then is either by knowledge of my relationship with them or by asking God to create a spiritual moment, I will work toward that conversation. Mm -hmm. So by knowledge, I know Heidi, I know my children, I know, you know, certain close friends, and I know that there's times and places to talk about things. (laughs) 
And there's ways to do that. And there's moments to bring that up and not to bring that up. And so instead of me having this super strong agenda, I'm like, I'm going to kind of wait. It's on my mind. I'm ready to have it. Um, but I, I know that I need to um, approach it a certain way. So for instance, again, I'll use parenting as another example. I found that if I can invite my children in to a process and ask for their help, it's a lot better response than giving them a command. Sure. So Heidi and I are getting ready to, to move. We're, we're buying a, a, a different house. We're just moving 10 minutes down the street. And uh, my kids are not excited at all <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> about this move. And, um, but Heidi and I are very excited. And the kid because... The house we're moving to, we're going to like have to cram in there until an addition is built, right? So it's a process. They're like, eh. So I see their attitudes. I'm listening to them. I'm seeing that this is a very potentially negative situation, right? And I'm like, okay, how do I approach this? Knowing my relationships with my kids... I talked to each of them individually the way that I felt like it would be best received, hmm. right? Not 911, we're not, we're not moving tomorrow, mm-hmm. but like, I need you on board with this and I'm asking you to get on board with this because this is happening. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, those difficult conversations and like that worked well. Right. And you, we would put that, I'm sure you know that with Mandy or mm-hmm. your, your dad or whoever, you know, yep. like, you know, you know, those things. The, the other side of that then is I might ask for a spiritual moment. So I might look and say, Lord, um, I need to have a very difficult conversation and there's no good way to bring this up. Would you begin to prepare my heart so that there's not arrogance and there's not, self uh, agenda in there and would you begin to prepare the heart of the person I need to have the conversation with and then Lord what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for you to create a moment Mm. and if you could help me through your Holy Spirit see that moment and engage that moment and by the way know when to get out of that moment Mm. yeah, um, that would be incredibly helpful for me because some conversations only need to be five minutes, yeah. you know, and some need to be five days. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm going to pray and ask the Lord for that. So I think those are like non 911, like pattern of life. Hey, about our marriage. Hey, you know, the way that, the way that your kid acted at my house, you know, those kind of things. Sure. When there are 911 conversations, um, I think you just have to have them. And and what I would recommend in a 911 conversation is I would be very straightforward about why you want to get together. So, Joe, uh, I noticed that you have been doing something very destructive in your life. Hey, man, I need to get a cup of coffee with you, and I need to talk with you about some things that I'm worried about in your life. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, oh, I thought we were just going to the Browns game. It's like, no, <laughs> like this is why we're talking and this is it. Um, so I'd be very, very straightforward. I would jump to the point. And so in, instead of beating around the bush and like telling some weird analogy about something, I'd be like, 
Joe, this is what I see in your life, and I'm very concerned about that. Can you talk to me about that or maybe tell me what your perspective on it is, mm-hmm. right? We're just going to get to it. Um, and then I would go in there, and, and I, would, I would lead with your best shot. So in a, in, a, in a forced conversation that has to be difficult, instead of me saying, there's five things I'm worried about, the thing I'm least worried about is the first thing I'm going to talk to you about. I would do it the other way. Mm. Because usually if you talk about the hardest thing, all the other four are caught into that, right? Mm. And I would think it through. It, I, I think a lot of times when we, when we confront people or t- have difficult conversations, what happens is um, we try to approach it with humor or we try to be snarky or something like that. Um, or we, we, uh, we come with a list instead of a principle, mm. you know, and, and I'm like, think it through, boil it down to its very, very core, and then actually go and have that conversation. If that person is unwilling to meet with you, that's where you're doing like intervention level sure. stuff, which is, which is sometimes is necessary and it's a whole nother level of difficulty uh if you have to do an intervention about addictions or whatever it is i would take a friend or two Mm -hmm. uh kind of the way that it worked when you see it like on television it's kind of that a little bit like we are all very concerned about you that is a uh end of the line hail mary (laughs) So when you watch intervention on TV, it goes well. When you watch that in real life, it it's usually the person stomping out of the room. But if you have to do it, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's a it's not where you start; it's where you wind up. Yeah. Now, Jeff, are there <clears throat> in all of these scenarios, I could see someone being very tempted that the point of this conversation is to get. Um, their point of cross. And there is an element to that. That's why you're kind of calling the conversation. But um, for instance, I'm actually thinking back to, um, we did a podcast probably about a year ago on, mm-hmm. on mixed messages that was about, do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? Yeah. Is there is there a mindset or an attitude or something that we should have in the back of our minds that like as we go into these conversations, like remember it's about this and it's not about that? Yeah, it's it it's about restoring them. So the scriptures say that you who are spiritually mature should seek to restore the the brother or the sister who has fallen. And then it goes on with a warning and says, "Be careful you don't get sucked in." Hmm. So a lot of times when a conversation is difficult, it's very personal. And uh, you think about this in marriage. Like if I if I have a real difficult issue to talk to Heidi about it's very common that other issues we have surface in that, and now we're fighting. Or now I'm trying to win an argument or trying to make her feel bad that she didn't do what I think she... You can go real dark real quick in these things. So like, like with, with uh, Jesus's um, correction, the, the, like you get the, du- the speck of dust out of your eye, uh, or the log out of your eye before you look at the speck of dust in another brother's eye. So I'm praying about this. I'm trying to have a pure heart on it. I'm probably trying to limit the scope of my my interaction, sure. right? And 
I have to, if I'm going to confront you, I have to be willing to be confronted. Hmm. Right. So like, uh, Joe, you, you know, three months ago you hurt me to do this. And, and it's like, well, Jeff, you waited three months to call me. I didn't even remember. I'm like, that's fair. Sure. If it was, if I've been thinking about it for three months, I should have called you two and a half months ago. Yeah. Right. And so that, that's just fair. So you have to be open and you have to be pliable. You have to be godly. You want to, you want to position yourself as an agent of God. And I don't mean like his righteous wrath. <laughs> I mean like his merciful love. Yeah. And I, and I want to be a conduit of that. So you can do things like this. I highly recommend. I would say things like, um, uh, like I saw this issue or there's this issue in your life. Could you explain to me how you think about that or how you feel about that? Um, my dad used to do this. It was brilliant, I thought. He used to ask for permission. Mm. Jeff, can I talk to you about this or that? Mm. Right. It's, a very, it's very disarming. And I'm, I'm not sure he was trying to be disarming. I think that's kind of the way he was a little bit. But I'm like, yeah, you can talk to me about this or that, yeah. right? Um, but you kind of start at that, that lowest level, and then you, you escalate where necessary, but always in love, always with a, the benefit of the other person in mind, mm-hmm. never just to win. So this is not telling somebody off. That, like when you listen to this podcast, you might look and say, uh, you might say like, man, that's so deliberate. And I, and I would be like, right. A difficult conversation should be deliberate. It should be thought about. It should be prayed about. I don't deliberate about telling somebody off. <laughs> and but what I do is I enter into their sin. Yep. Right? But if I really am playing for the heart and I'm really trying to think about what's best for you, that's going to I'm going to put some thought into that and some prayer into that. That's really really good. I I think um, so many of us, we, we struggle with that element, and that's why I wanted to make sure we, we talked into it, because I, I could picture some f- people thinking that their difficult conversations are sparking after things that are even happening off of social media. You know, I need to get a hold of my cousin because the things that they're posting or this, that, and the other. Well, a lot of times that stuff, um, it really gets our emotions going. You know, we're fired up about that particular issue, or we can't believe someone would think that way. And we're like, man, I really care about this person. I want to reach them. I want to help them see what I see. And before we know it, we're in a shouting match because we didn't think through, well, what's my overarching goal? Yeah. What am I actually trying to accomplish here? You know, to use huge stereotypes, am I trying to get a Democrat to become a Republican or vice versa? Or am I trying to restore relationship? That, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, it, it, you're using your example. If your cousin posts something on social media that makes you worry, the first question I would ask myself is, how long ago did you talk to your cousin? <laughs> right. And is that the first conversation? <laughs> right. And is it is it an important conversation? Yeah. And so your cousin wants you to become a Democrat or a Republican, but their kid is struggling with drugs. Mm-hmm. So what's what is the difficult conversation? Yeah. Right. And and that's where with humility, the the conversation may you you might find that out and the conversation immediately shifts to actually I just need to apologize to you that I've been so distant from your life I didn't even know that this was going on in your life. Yeah. Right. And and I've had to 
as a pastor, I've done, I've made that mistake many times because some version of you haven't been in church forever. And that's what's on my mind. Sure. And when I get a hold of the person, they're like, yeah, this horrible thing is happening in my life. And the real truth is I, I haven't been a faithful friend Mm. or an active pastor because I didn't notice till you started missing churches that anything was going on. Sure. Right. So, and I don't, I don't mean that as like a guilt trippy thing, but I'm like stopping and saying, what do you think or what do you feel or what was going on in your mind? Right. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation with a, a family member and as I was talking to them, uh, they said something very, very insightful to me. There was a, there was a tension and a, a mutual relationship that we have. And they said, um, what I did was I found out a whole bunch about a story that I didn't know. And it really relieved that tension because I was reading into all kinds of things wrong and interacting with that person incorrectly. And I, I thought uh, about the person who told me that I thought, good job, Good job, because they were bothered yep. by the the difficult the the broken relationship. They were motivated to have a different the difficult conversation. They had the difficult conversation in the right way. It started with the needs of the other person, and it totally reprogrammed the conversation. Hmm. And they walked away. They're like, "Yeah, I didn't even really need to have the conversation I thought I needed to have. What I needed actually was more about." It was more confrontational of me mm, wow. than them, and I'm glad the Lord <clears throat> opened up my eyes to those things. That's excellent. I, you know, life is often so much more complicated than the one issue we've noticed. Yeah. And so, you know, um, having that intentionality to start the conversation, but going in with questions, like help me understand questions, not just, you know, tell me what's going on type of questions, uh, that can be very, very helpful. I think... Um, I want to I turn this one last direction before we sign off for this episode. What if we find ourselves being the person that's almost too willing to have these conversations all the time? <laughs> so, like, it seems like every conversation I get into is, you know, uh, heated or difficult, or I always know what's wrong in someone's life, and I'm always calling it out. Like, would you have any advice for that personality? For Captain Confronter? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. I, I would say, I, I actually think there's a balance, right? I think when we see things in people's lives and we don't investigate it and we don't dial into it, it's very unloving. Mm. You know, it's very unloving to believe that somebody is destroying their life or bringing pain into their life and to say nothing about it. That's sure. very unloving. The other side of that coin then is to be Captain Confronter where I'm, I'm nitpicking and I'm looking. And, and I would say if you're Captain Confrontation, um, you're probably not looking internally enough. Mm. Um, so there, if you're Captain Confrontation, there's some level of self-righteousness going on in there. Uh, if you're Captain Confrontation and you enjoy it, I'm not sure what's enjoyable about the pain or the sin in somebody else's life. Yeah. So not being afraid of it or loving people enough to do it is not the same as I can't wait for a good argument, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, no, uh, relationships are not sport. 
Yeah, that's good. So argument is not sport. And and uh, if you want to argue the Browns versus the Steelers, that's literally sport. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you should be able to walk away kind of laughing with each other and stuff like that. If you want to argue morals, if you want to, if politics is dividing your family mm. and shutting down relationships, closing up your heart, you are way, way over a line there. And I would even argue that if you have two Jesus followers and this person loves Jesus and this person loves Jesus, but they have different doctrinal points of view, I'm like, wait a minute, you're to. It's one thing to say I don't agree with you. It's another thing to break relationship. I'm like, what are you doing? Like. So we're going to proclaim Jesus by being disunified about Jesus <laughs> relationally, right? Right. And I'm not saying your church has to be my church, but so I think if you're if you're a captain confrontation um you're you're out of bounds. I I don't see that in scripture. If you're weak and you're you're uh passive, I also think you're out of bounds. I think somewhere in there of like doing something I don't necessarily like, but I love you enough to do it. Yeah, um, it's huge. You know, is it? It's it's interesting that I did, I actually didn't know till earlier uh, today that this was going to be our conversation. But um, this week uh, I lead a, a men's Bible study uh, at uh, seven a.m. on Tuesdays. All men are all welcome um, and. Ladies, I'm sorry, it is a men-only zone. Like, we're just, you know, <laughs> give us this. Uh, but um, but in that Bible study, uh, there's a friend. We've been friends a long time, 15 years. And uh, we were talking about what it means to truly love each other. Mm. And so we were actually talking about this a little bit. And uh, my friend, kind of unsolicited, kind of raised his hands. He goes, He said, Jeff, he goes, I remember, I think it was 16 years ago, uh, some things had happened in his life. And he said, I remember when I, I had first met you that um, we went out for breakfast and you, I told you my story and you confronted me. Hmm. And he said, I remember that you did it um, gently and you did it quickly. So I, we didn't, he's like, you didn't harp on me. But he said, he goes, this is what you said. And then he was like, and I quote, "Wow, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um," and and uh, I said to him, I said, "I remember meeting you. I don't know if I remember the quote, but he was like, it's what I needed. Wow, I I, I needed um somebody to lovingly snap me back into truth. And and fifteen, sixteen years later, I'm like." Uh, he said, he said, nobody else would say that to me, mm. right? Now, I'm not Captain Confrontation. Right. Um, I, I, wh- who I want to be is I want to be uh, loving. I want to mm. be the guy that loves you, whether that's comfort or confrontation. Because yep. uh, I don't like confrontation. I like being everybody's best friend. You know, mm. it's more the way that I'm wired. But but I th- I think like in that moment and mo- I think we all have moments like that with our with our kids our marriage, I, I can I can think of a time I- even in marriage where Heidi has looked at me and she said, we have to fix this if this plays out ten more years where are we gonna be? Yep. And we're not we we were not like 
calling the lawyer. But she's like, I can see a pattern, sweetheart, and this has to change. I'm like, you're right. Yep. And and so it's the most loving thing, you know, and and there's that. If you're looking for a fight, you're probably being a twerp. Yeah, right. You know, um, if you're afraid of a fight, you're a wimp. Yep. If you're willing to do what's the most loving for people around you, I think that looks the most like Jesus. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. Well, I think um, I hope that this actually sparks a lot of conversations for you as a listener. Um, it actually has a few people running around in my brain. Um, something I want to run by my wife and just talk about some pe- folks that we love. Uh, and I hope that that's what this conversation is doing for you and that you'd be praying about those and that you would take um, an appropriate Christ-like action moving forward. If you have any questions that you'd like us to engage on this podcast, make sure you submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages, and uh, we'd love to get to those as soon as we can. If we can help you take any unique next steps, maybe you feel like you have a very complicated scenario that applies to today's episode, uh, reach out. We would love to help you walk through that, navigate that, and point you in the right direction if we can. If you'd like to have more of what you're hearing and get the word out there, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church family, we'd love to have you join us on the weekend, uh, whether here in Akron or if you're out of town, uh, you can join us online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.